You are listening to WQPH 89.3 FM, Shirley Fitchburg. Queen Perpetual Health, and welcome to another edition of WQPH's Local Matters. And on this week's broadcast, we bring you being interviewed by our own Mary Ann, the return guest, Ned and Mike, and they are joined by Jim. Now, Ned and Mike are from the Fatima Shrine. They have very important prayerful events and they're here to talk about some important events that are coming up this month and on a monthly basis. Today is March 7th. I have two wonderful guests here. Welcome to Local Matters. The great leadership is here from the Fatima Shrine in Boston. Again, we want to welcome Ned. Well, thanks welcome. for having us, Marianne. Yes, and Mike. Thanks, Marianne, and for we'll having gi- us. We'll give you the last names when we get more into the program because you're going to love them. And I have a guest here today. My great companion at the Legion of Mary is Jim. Mike, you inviting me. I'm all excited to hear this. It's my first time. And we're ready to go. And you'll be <laughs> taking autographs pretty soon. Okay, so thanks for tuning in. We have some very important content that um, Ned would like to share. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it, Mike? Yeah, I thought we just announced the events coming up at the Fatima Shrine this month. The Fatima Shrine is at 155 Washington Street in Brighton, right behind St. Elizabeth. It's a beautiful small shrine uh, with a statue of the Blessed Mother that is uh, a replica of the one in, in Portugal. And on Saturday at 9 o'clock, Ned, I think, right, we have the Senecal Mass for Priests. And who, we'll have who will be leading that? It's Father Andre Finan oh. from the Redford, uh, Franciscan of the Immaculata. Um, as you know, you well know him. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so he'll be coming at 9 He's a, a. great celebrity. Yeah, he's That's a wonderful. That's great. Yeah, he's, uh, I guess he's the national director now of the Marian Movement of Priests. He is. So yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's kind of really inspired us to you know bring this devotion to the shrine and and pray for holy priests and s- specifically Marian priests, and we need more of them. And we use the messages of Father Gobi to do that. And mm-hmm. there's an outline mass and adoration and benediction and rosary. Okay, and, and the date is Saturday the eleventh. The eleventh. Father Andre is a great. Priest. So, yeah, he's been leading us. He's, he came last month as well. So we try to have the Senecal once a month on the second Saturday month. As you know, we also have the first Saturday devotion on the first Saturday month, which was last Saturday, and that that went well. Yeah. So we've been busy at the shrine, yeah. almost having something every Saturday. Yeah. And Mike's been conducting these pro-life masses on, third, on the third Saturday third of the Sunday month. Maybe you want to talk Saturday. about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. we have the Senecal Mass on the 11th, and then we have the Pro-Life Mass on the 18th. That's at 10.30, um, because a lot of people that are out in front of the abortion mills come after they're out there to the Mass. And we have Father Isaac celebrating uh, the Mass from the Oblates of the Virgin Mary. And this is also, I think, fits in right in with the message of Fatima. John Paul II said the most important work in the world is to fight for the unborn, the pro-life movement. So we have that Mass on the third Saturday of every month. And this month, we have a special event on the 25th where the International Pilgrim Statue of the Blessed Mother is going to be there. 
and they can talk about that more. But this, I think, is a very, very big event. It's worth traveling for. It's a world-famous statue, and at this time, from what I've been able to do, it's to bring the whole country under the mantle of the Blessed Mother because of the times we're going through, we're going to need her protection. Beautiful. And the other thing I like about when I go there, I get to go to confession to a different priest, right? It's, it's very lethargic to have a priest that listens to you and you're not saying the same sins over and over again. And that priest might have a different take on some yeah. spiritual direction. So you want to go to confession there. You want to come here. You're going to meet some great people. Your people come from all over. So yeah. Share where they come from. Yeah, they, uh, we get a different audience, actually, for, for all the different events we have, which is kind of uh, interesting in itself. Uh, the first Saturday Mass, we get people all over the Boston area. The biggest demographic is in Boston, but it's from all the neighborhoods in Boston. A um, number of people from Dorchester to Brighton to Charlestown to South Boston. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the Brighton area is, is where the shrine is. So, and, and beyond that as well. So we do get quite a mix of people, and uh, that's for all. Our, and, and during the warmer months, uh, the season of May through October, we have our candlelight processions in the evening at 8 p.m. And that was the original devotion that started at the shrine back in the 1960s was the candlelight procession commemorating the, uh, the apparitions of Our Lady of Fatima on the 13th of each month. And we get a whole different audience for that as well. So uh, we get quite a different demographic for each of these different events. So they're going to meet a lot of different people from different backgrounds and, and share their faith. The wonderful thing that I love about the Shrine, Marianne, is it's every nationality, every race and color. We have people, Ned and I are Irish, I'm Italian, we have Haitians, we have people from India, just all different nationalities and races, which is really wonderful. Beautiful. Very good point. We have like a 12, 13-member board of directors, and I think they make up people from India to China to the Philippines, the Hispanic community, you name it. Yeah. Uh, we, we cover the whole gambit. So it's kind of interesting. That was yeah. just just out of devotion to Our Lady. It wasn't something we Didn't arranged we planned, or right. anything, you know, or planned. Yeah. So it's amazing yeah. to see how differently culturally we approach the same devotion. And it's uh, all united under Our Lady of Fatima. Fatima. Yeah. So tell us about the statue that's coming. That's got to be very exciting. Yeah, we are very fortunate. Um, Apparently, the statue just came back from Guam. As you know, it travels the world over. And they're actually touring the Providence, Rhode Island Diocese uh, the month of March. And when I saw that, I figured I'd reach out because we're only short distance from Providence. So I figured, let me reach out and see if there's an opening date. Maybe they can squeeze us in and drive up. And sure enough, he got back to me. He said the 25th of March. Now, how providential is that? I mean, that's the Feast of Annunciation. So, um, and it's a Saturday because um, we, we try to do something on the shrine on every Saturday. And so we're lucky to get it. And it's, uh, like Mike said, it's a world-famous statue. It's, it's traveled throughout the world. Um, it was first carved in 1947 by a world-famous sculptor. His name was Jose Thedum. He actually did the same statue that we have in our shrine. And it was after a meeting that they had with the World Apostle of Fatima and Sister Lucia herself, which described the statue. And in 1947, it began touring around the world. 
and it was to kind of claim the dominion of Our Lady over the world and her Immaculate Heart. And it traveled uh, mainly through uh, Western Europe and Eastern Europe. And then finally, to this country it came um, later that year. There's actually two of them. There was twin statues. One kind of travels through the east and the other through the western countries and then in America as well. So, and that's the statue that we'll be receiving at the shrine on the 25th. There is a custodian who travels with the statue, flies around the world with it. Um, the current one is this Patrick Sabat, and he's Filipino. And he'll be giving us a presentation on the history of the statue. Um, it's quite a history. Uh, some, most people probably know something about it. Um, but there are a lot of details that people may not know about it. Uh, the statue's wept many times. There's been many miracles associated to it. Um, I think when it went to the Philippines some years ago, over a million people greeted the statue at the airport. So it, it's, uh, it's a really powerful thing. This is part of the World Apostle of Fatima. It's called the Traveling Tours of the World Apostle of Fatima. And it is to promote the devotion to Our Lady of Fatima, which we know is so important today. As you know, the World Apostle of Fatima used to be called the Blue Army. Um, and uh, Pope John the Paul II had raised it to uh, a pontifical apostolate in the late 1970s. And since, since then, it's been called the World Apostle of Fatima. And the International Pilgrim Statue is a big part of that. Um, it's just a visible way of making Our Lady known throughout the world, and especially the devotion uh, of Our Lady of Fatima and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. So I think that's kind of the rough history in a nutshell. I mean, there's much more to it. If you come to the shrine on the 25th, um, you'll hear more about it from the uh, custodian, Patrick Sabat, and uh, it'd be worth your while with a, a trip to the, to the shrine to find out more about it. Many blessings will be received. Yeah, and I think one of the, the big things is to promote the Fatima message, uh, just to emphasize that and all the blessings that come with it, to pray the daily rosary, especially in the times we're in now with all the atheism and extreme animosity towards the church. You know, the rosary is very important, the message of the Blessed Mother to do penance and to make reparation for sin. Um, and I think he'll be talking about that as well when he comes. Beautiful. Well. Mark your calendar, because if you're like me, you're going to forget, and you're going to miss out on something very beautiful. And can you imagine how Our Lady must be looking forward to helping some people's petitions? Do you ever have people tell you that they got a, um, a miracle or a favor or a grace when they visit? Uh, we have. Um, people have written on their petition box and also in our, uh, we have a little log book that people when come to the shrine can write in. And people have testified to different uh, miracles or cures that they experienced. Um, there was one woman I remember receiving a letter from her with some sending a donation to us in the shrine that she was cured from cancer, some form of cancer that she had, which was terminal. And she lives in Florida now, and uh, she couldn't say enough about the shrine Our Lady of Fatima um, that was directly involved in, in that. Um, yeah, there was many people you read in the book, I, I think I was telling you earlier about a fellow who, from my hometown, was in a motorcycle accident and was asking for prayers from Our Lady of Fatima at the shrine, it was being operated on St. Elizabeth's Hospital. So, uh, yeah, we hear many, many stories like that. And Ned, a couple uh, from a, f a foreign couple that came? Yes. Yeah. About they couldn't have a child? That's an interesting story. Yeah. Uh, we were approached. I'll tell you the story. How w w It was one of the first Saturday masses we were at, a couple showed up 
I didn't recognize him first, but I thought I'd seen them before. And uh, he was German. He's from Germany. That's right. In fact, they still the couple still lives in Germany. But she was Chechnya um, and was Russian Orthodox. And she was born in Chechnya, but they both live in Germany now. And they were here. He was studying, um, I think it was social work at uh, Boston University. And they were married, and they were trying to have kids, and, and they weren't able to for some reason. And she had a dream that she saw the shrine. And then one day she was walking around Brighton because they were living in the Brighton area where he was studying his graduate studies at uh, BU. She saw the shrine, and she came in, and she said she heard Our Lady tell her that she would have a child. Wow. Now, this was in 2017. It was the anniversary year of Our Lady of Fatima, 100-year anniversary right. of Our Lady of Fatima. Yes. And I think it was in, uh, actually it was probably 2016 when this occurred because since then they decided to take a pilgrimage to Fatima. And it was on the anniversary year and they were there in May 13th, 2017, which was the 100th anniversary of the first apparition of Our Lady of Fatima. And it was one day actually Pope Francis canonized the two young saints. And shortly after returning, she found out she was pregnant. And I remember her telling people at the Shrine Mercy and others, and we were praying for her and them. And then she gave birth to her first child, February 2nd, uh, I think 2018. Uh, it was a girl, and they named her Mary. Her name was Fatima. You're kidding. No, <laughs> and she was telling me the story. There's a uh, mission in Russia. Uh, I can't think of the name of it, but it's on the Pacific Ocean. It's in the Far East but it's in Russia, and it's a Catholic mission. It's been there, I think, since the 1960s, and I think it's mostly Orthodox, but they pray for the conversion of Russia. They've been praying the message of a Lady of Fatima ever since. Well, she told me, because I asked her why her name was Fatima, because she was Chechnya, first of all, and second of all, um, she was Russian Orthodox. So she told me about the mission story, and it turns out, you know, I've been donating money to them for years, I know somebody, a person that was connected to that mission. She told me she was born there, and that's why she was named Fatima. So we had all these connections. So long story short, just a couple years ago, they show up to Shrine on the first Saturday. They happen to be traveling. They're living in Germany now. We hadn't seen them, so I didn't really recognize them. And Father Richard was saying the Mass, and they go up to communion, and they stop the priest, and he whispers something in his ear. I remember sitting in the back, kind of getting a little agitated. I said, what is, what is he talking to Father about? And when the Mass came to an end, Father says, oh, I have an important thing I wanted to share with you. <laughs> and he had the fellow come forward in his broken German accent with two children at his feet. He told the <laughs> story. He was so moved to tears he couldn't finish the story. And His wife, Adama, came up and finished the story. And they had a second child yeah. um, with them. Yeah funny thing about it was the child was born on February 2nd, the Feast of the Presentation. It also happened to be my birthday. So, um, I mean, and I remember when Mercy told me the story, we had been praying for her. And I remember hearing when she was born on my birthday that, you know, um, it was also that connection as well. So, yeah. uh, so prayers do get heard there in really special ways. Yeah. And this all started from a dream she had on the shrine. And that wasn't the first one, too. Someone recently brought us this wood carving, painted image of the Sacred, Sacred Heart, Heart of Jesus. Yeah. She said she found it in Jamaica Plains, but somebody told her to bring it to the shrine. 
She had never been to the shrine, didn't know where it was. Right. So she found it in the attic, and she said that the Blessed Mother said, bring it to the Fatima shrine. She didn't know where it was. She came in one day all nervous, and she said, I have to give this. I have this gift. The Blessed Mother told me to bring this here. And so she left it there, and we have that in the shrine. There's another miracle that happened. We pray the rose. We've been trying to pray it every day, but we pray it on the weekends. And this one couple um, came in. Their son had just fallen two stories um, from a building. He was skateboarding, and he went over the side. They thought he was going to die. The mother came in. We prayed for him, and he's almost completely healed now. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah, so, he had severe brain trauma. Brain trauma, And yeah. we, I remember praying. It was not just once. It was yeah, we pray a period of time. And yeah. We'd keep up with him, and she'd come to devotions in tears. Yes. Almost every time. And then all of a sudden, uh, he's fine. He's, you know? Yeah, he had, he had the, the healing. They didn't think he was going to live, but slowly he turned around. So if people want to come on the 25th, tell them to bring their petitions. Yes. And we'll lift them up. Yes, many, many graces will yeah. receive, especially from the statue. Yeah. Um, I mean, millions of people have greeted her around the world. And the, the message of Fatima is just more relevant today than it, than it ever was. And the Blessed Mother told Sister Lucia that the power of the rosary now is more powerful than ever before. And she said, I don't remember the exact quote, but something to the effect, there is no problem, temporal or spiritual, that cannot be solved by the recitation of the rosary. And we'll be praying the rosary that day as well. Yeah, the actual program is that the we're going to start uh, with Holy Mass, followed by adoration, and we'll have a rosary procession with the statue on the grounds. The custodian uh, will give a small talk. We'll end with benediction, and we'll have the consecration to the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary, uh, along with the litany of Our Lady. So um, that's pretty much the program for the day. It'd be probably opportunities to go to confession as well. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like a, a full day, but it's uh, it's, it's going to well be wonderful. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, to be in that presence of the lady and on, on the on the Annunciation starts at nine a.m. The mass starts at nine a.m. Yeah, it will be wonderful. Okay, so you must have a website that you could share with us. Would that be on your website? It is. The website is uh, Fatima Shrine Boston, all one word, dot org. Fatima Shrine Boston, all one word. Dot org, um, and it has also has a uh, Facebook page, which is same thing at Fatima Shrine Boston. But there's there's connections to the Facebook page from the website. So, so that's a good place for people to post this event, right? Yes, um, on their Facebook page. Right, I share it, mm-hmm. Instagram as well. And we also have a group, Fatima Shrine group on Facebook. I think we have almost 100 people connected to that. Great. We'll have it posted there as well. We're working on getting some scapulars, too, for that day. There might be an opportunity to be invested in the brown scapular as well, uh, which is so much connected to the Fatima devotion and so important today, um, especially in wake of what's going on around the world and in our own country. Well, I know you have been working so hard. And Our Lady's very happy and proud that you give yourself to her. You know, there's a lot of things we could do with that time, but when you work for the Lord, right? That's right, yeah. It's it's amazing how 
quickly time goes by and yeah. how busy you are, but at the end of the day, it's it's all worth its while when you hear stories like that. And yeah, you've given yeah. great stories. St- great you, you shared with us as well, Marianne. It's just amazing, just being uh, children of Mary and, and sons of God. That uh, Amen. We uh, we have this overflow of, of uninterrupted graces that come to us, you know, especially yeah. through the Eucharist and the sacraments and our devotion to Our Lady. But I think we're living in those times. Where we're going to see the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, and I think she's calling her her army together. And so it's so important that we get these messages out and mm-hmm. let let people know we're out there and that uh, we're still fighting the good fight. And, what if somebody wants to get on your mailing list? You send out a monthly newsletter. How do uh, they do, do that? We do. We send a uh, monthly snail mail uh, newsletter out. Um, they can I like it. You do a good job. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, they can sign up on our, I think, on our web page. There's a, there's a place to sign up for that. Um, they can always email. There's a place to send us an email. Uh, Facebook as well. You can always sign up and like our page on Facebook. Pretty much everything that I put on the web page or send home in the mail gets posted on the Facebook page as well. So they, and they can join the uh, Fatima Shrine group as well on Facebook, which is connected to Instagram. And we also have a YouTube channel that we're working on. We do video. Uh, most of our first Saturdays are, are, are videotaped and we usually post them on YouTube or on Facebook as well, so. So wait, do you have a name for the YouTube page? I think I call everything Fatima Shrine Boston, so <laughs> it's easy to okay. re- it's easy for me Boston. to remember yeah. because you know how that goes. We you tend to have too many names and too many uh, passwords, whatever you forget. Yeah. So right. I try to keep everything Fatima Shrine Boston. So if they do a search for that, they should be able to find mm-hmm. it. Okay, I want to ask our wonderful guest here, James. Do you have a question for them, Fred or Mike? Well, yeah. yeah. What I'd like to say is all these events that are coming up i want as many people there as we can fit and, um, it's going to be a lot of praying and a lot of happiness and a lot to look forward to so i'm going to be there and i want to see all of you there too excellent huh. very good thank you thank you and and uh, Jim recently joined our Legion of Mary at St. Joseph Church in Medford wow. so um, we're waiting for him to take his promise which is coming up, and uh, he works very, very hard. He does hours of adoration. So we all need to get involved. Help Our Lady. Amen. Help Our Lady. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the Legion is a great organization. Yes. So we have some gifts for you from our Legion. Because you're here tonight, we have some a lot of scapulas, brown scapulas. Oh, wow. That's just what we need. We we have a thousand thousand, um, of the... Holy Face medals coming in on 30-inch um, chains. Oh, that wow. That just a 1,000. Wow. We're, we're, this is it, everybody. You have to put on your armor, the rosary, your medals, your scapulas. Wear them Amen. in bed. I don't care if they itch you, mm. right? If they do itch, it means you're a special soul. That's right. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Mortification, especially Amen. during Lent, right? Yes. So what else can you think of that we can do? Uh, use of holy waters. Uh, any of the uh, sacramentals that the church recommends, I I recommend. Um, I swear by the holy water. We use holy the holy water, water yeah. the holy salt holy that salt, yeah. Marianne was so salt. nice to give us. That blessed salt. Bless your homes. You know, uh, holy candles. At this yeah. time, I, for some reason, 
we have a, an old stash of old beeswax altar candles at the shrine that we're almost out of because for some reason there's a rush on holy candles. I think people are expecting. The three days of darkness. darkness. Yeah, <laughs> so um, definitely if you can get your hands on some holy candles, that yeah. that's always a good thing. Okay, so. Jim, you heard that. we got to find these candles. We'll go <laughs> on a, a, a quest. Yes. Candles, are you are candles. they beeswax? Are they beeswax? These are yes. Yeah, yeah. we need to get Especially everyone out there. If you yeah. if you have any beeswax candles, hold on to them. Yeah. Because it, it's supposed to burn, for the whole time of the three days of darkness, if you're in a state of grace. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's the other thing we need to get to confession. I know at least now I need to go at least every two weeks. Yes. There's no way you can do this work without not. And stay the course. And stay the course. Uh, it's just, uh, I think, you know, we're in a real spiritual clash between good and evil. And uh, the thing I keep telling myself is just keep picking yourself up, keep praying. Um, the more you can pray, the better. The more sacrifices you can make. And then there's some special devotions like we were talking about earlier before the show, Marianne, the Holy Face Devotion. People can look that up online. It's very, very powerful. Um, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, which we often pray at the shrine after the rosary. Uh, those are important and powerful too, but just stay the course and, and don't mm -hmm. give up. Okay, well, let's. our time is running loose. Let's do a closing prayer. Would someone like to lead it? We could say the Fatima prayer. Okay. Jesus, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love thee. I beg the pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love thee. Jesus, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love thee. I beg the pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love thee. Jesus, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love thee. I beg the pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love thee. Well, that's all for now. I thank you for joining us. May you be blessed. May your family be blessed. May your spiritual petitions be answered. And we hope to see you next time at the Shrine, 155 Washington Street, Brighton. Brighton. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for being here. Hi, my name is Ned Green. I'm the director of the Shrine to Our Lady of Fatima in Brighton, Massachusetts, and I'm here to tell you about a very important event coming up. On the 25th of March, the Feast of the Annunciation, we are going to be privileged to have the International Pilgrim Statue of Our Lady of Fatima. We'd like to invite all of you there to come and see the statue. The morning will begin with Holy Mass at 9 a.m., followed by adoration and exposition we will be processing with the statue around the grounds of the shrine and ending with benediction and a talk from the custodian, uh, Patrick Sebet, about this, the history of the statue. We will be saying the rosary as well and have a consecration to the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary, along with the litany to the Blessed Virgin Mary. So I'd like to invite all of you, all your Fatima devotees, to come and join us on that day. This statue is world famous. Many people have heard about it. Uh, it has visited over 100 countries, including Russia and China, uh, bringing the great message of salvation and hope, the peace plan from heaven to countless millions of people. Uh, the custody of the mission of this statue 
has been granted to the World Apostle of Fatima, or Our Lady's Blue Army, which continues their journey throughout the world. And many miracles have been associated with many graces. Um, there'll be an opportunity to be invested into the brown scapula, which is connected to the message of Fatima. So if any of you are curious about coming and seeing this world-famous statue that's traveling around the world to countless millions of people with miracles associated with it, come and join us for that day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another edition of WQPH's Local Matters. We hope you enjoyed the broadcast and hope you have a blessed week.